One question. I've been hearing this for a while. What in the hell is ADOS? Well, uh, <clears throat> so identity, right? Moving into 2020, uh, it, the, the expressions is just driving me crazy. The idea of being the so-called African-American in America versus being part of the African diaspora. You have people that's family that comes from Jamaica, that's born in America. Shout out to my Jamaicans. Haitians, shout out to my Haitians. Um, Africans, shout out to Africans in this, that, and the third. People who come from the UK to come to the United States of America and so on and so forth. It's just a big array of mess, okay? All I'm saying is there's some type of tension that's being uh, regulated by the Jewish conglomerate, which I have a problem with because I remember movies like Get Out and, um, you know, uh, Marsha Shala Ali, whatever his name is, is like, you know, did this movie with this white guy and he's sitting in the back of like some car and he's like, I've never had fried chicken. He's supposed to be playing this so-called African-American man, but you're African. So where does this come from? This whole identity. So when a, a person who's so-called African-American, such as myself, is like, y'all don't even know my story. You feel what I'm saying? Like your family like immigrated here and I was actually here, here. You know what I'm saying? My family comes from the South. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm still trying to figure out whether I'm indigenous, if I'm actually African descent, and it's that and a third. I'm not taking a 23andMe test. I'm not taking these stupid DNA tests so they can store my DNA to a database. I it's not happening. I'm just a little bit confused because I'm just like you know I see it. You know what I'm saying? You have these British actors who play the characters of so-called African Americans, and I'm just like that doesn't like that's not. You can't do that. You came all the way from Britain. Y'all have your own story. You know what I'm saying? You can't just come to America and play the so-called African-American. You don't represent me. You just came over here. And I'm not about divisive because I'm about my people. But you see the type of war that they, they spawn up. So I'm, I'm going to just get into the episode, man. Like, I just, first off, I want to just start off with the identity. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's, there's a great now time that we're having a conversation about different things. I've seen on YouTube. And shout outs to this event that's supposed to be going on soon. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Um, conversation about the diaspora. I, I forgot the date. If I find out, I'll put it online or something like that. I'll put it in my story. Um, you know, we have the conversation about identity. And with identity, it's just that, you know, I think the real plan right now is that they just want more mixed race children, really. More specifically, like I told you before, like what they do is they do these crafty things of trying to lure by social engineering, trying to lure black people to be with white people. And it's corny as hell. It's like, come on now. You're still going to have a large percentage of black people who don't believe in that. You know what I'm saying? That black people just really want to be for themselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, yo. It's nothing wrong with that. Would you say that to the North Sentinel Indians, especially when you had that Asian dude go over there and he started preaching about the word and, and preaching about the word of God? <laughs> to the North Sentinel Indians, and they just look at him like, yo, I'm about to harpoon your ass. And they did, and he died. Would you tell that to them? That they need to sit here and start breeding with other nations? No. Because you know if you go over to that island, they're going to kill you. 
But you can't say the same thing in so-called America with three Ks because with America with three Ks, it, it, it's we already have to be in some type of integration in this whole entire country, unfortunately. And that segregation kind of seems like a form of violence than actually talking about the needs for survival because of your narcissistic traits and your narcissistic values of trying to have your people spread the seed onto other nations. And that you would rather me as a so-called African-American or black man spread my seed into a white woman or a Becky and it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry, but it's just not going to happen. That's why I talk a lot of shit on Black Series because I know I'm not posting this up on YouTube. Like I'm posting this literally on only black video stream sites. So I don't feel bad if I start talking some racist shit because I'm just like, I'm not going to post this on YouTube for the world to see. This is going to go on strictly black video sites. Because I want you guys to also patronize those as well. So the first topic that I want to share is like biracials. The whole concept of biracials, the products of black and white people usually. And, you know, so many people, like, growing up, so many people felt so proud of being multi-ethnic. And it's still the idea of still paying homage to the European side of your culture, but also saying, yeah, I'm black. I thought about people like uh, Tanache. She's pretty. Like, she's a pretty, pretty musician. She's cute. But it's just like, you know, you have people like that. And then, you know, with biracials, the thing with biracials is this. I think just in general, it's not even necessarily a fact matter you were born by black and white parents. It's just a factor that your mother or your father agreed to sit here and get with the so-called white people to have a baby and spawn a baby. You got They got married. They did all this other stuff. And now you're here. And it's just like, we're looking at the parents like, why the fuck would you do that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you should have just like been with your own race. And biracials, I think the conflict of biracials is that you're already grown up into confusion. You don't know whether you're going to be accepted by the black side of, black side of your people, the black side of the, of the world, or the white side of the world. You're just in the middle. You're the gray scale. But more times than not, the white people cast you off as black. They don't try to sit here and tell you that you're half white or you're half black. So, you know, you have famous stars like J. Cole, um, you know, Tia and Tamara, um, Sister Sister, classified as black. One of them is ironically married to a racist Fox correspondent. Another one is married to a black dude. Um, And then you have Alicia Keys, who's biracial, and then all this other stuff. So then it becomes a big issue where it's just like, well, are you light-skinned black or are you biracial? And that's the problem that we have now because it's just like, oh, shit. So what are you? Like, are you light-skinned or are you biracial? And then you have clowns out here who pretend to be black and they're not black at all. They're not biracial, such as Rachel Dolezal. She's not black, near black, just wants to cater on the black tradition. And I feel so angry at the black woman that sat up there and was talking about her braiding technique was nice. What the hell is wrong with y'all? She said she's transracial. Doesn't that let you know that she acknowledges that she white and she wants to be black? You're dumb. Um, Sean King, which the, for the longest time that I've been thinking to myself and I started finally saying it, he's a white boy. He's a 37-year-old white boy who has a, a Caesar and has this like pedophilish like looking mustache and he swears that he's black. He's not black. He's white. I don't understand how y'all let these people slip through the cracks. I don't understand it. 
And then I think about people like Angel Ramirez Jordan, who's black, who's that ass black, he's Puerto Rican, and he's Jamaican. You understand what I'm saying? Even his hair texture, you could tell that the dude is black. You know what I'm saying? He's between two cultures of the Afro Afro diaspora. But I'm going to wait on him. And I enjoy his material. Shouts to you, brother. You understand that? He's from Brooklyn, and I got nothing but love for that dude. But with biracials, it's like you're the product of something that we don't want. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying necessarily me. I, I would deal with someone who's biracial. Like, I would deal, I would go out with a biracial woman. I would. I, I don't, I, have, as long as she's not on that way of the world shit. And what I mean by way of the world is when it comes to biracials, it's usually y'all that used to be, usually tries to open up that dialogue and be like, we should come together. We should be family. We shouldn't be enemies. Love thy neighbor. And my whole thing is like, yo, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not dealing with that, man. You can keep that. I'm not, I don't I don't I don't buy it man. I don't buy it man. Keep it keep shopping. I don't buy it. So it's like the biracials, it's like you still wanna have that type of accord where you want to agree with white people. As much as the wrong shit that they do, I mean so called that we go on and we sit here and say this is all the stuff that white people do and y'all still agree with sitting there um talking about let's come together. Because you are the product of something that we don't want. Black people just snatch. A lot of black people do not want to be with white people. And you have white people out here who are still racist, who still don't want to be with a black person. You are the product of that. But more so, you have people who give more very divisive. They said that you're not black. You're, mi- you're mixed. And this, that, and the third. I've heard, of, I heard about that a lot from other people. And, you know, I, I, I want to know what you guys think about that. Because I'm just very secluded on it. I don't really say anything. I just be like, you know, yeah, you're biracial. You're half white. You're half black. And it's just also the romanticizing with being. Well, this is the thing. If you didn't know, this is why I do these these discussions with being biracial is about the idea of romanticizing um, being mixed. But the idea of being romanticized, being mixed comes from the idea of having the white lineage in your blood. So when you're a biracial it's just the idea of like, oh my God, so beautiful because a white child is always going to be praised for being attractive and being beautiful, but a black child isn't. A black child is going to be revered as like, oh, well, you know, that's a black child or they're going to try to find a way of saying the black child is ugly. You know what I'm saying? They even ask if my little sister is mixed and I'm like, my sister, my little sister is black, bro. I don't know where you get that from. Like, no, she's that ass black. You're just mad because my family has uh, good genes. You understand what I'm saying? Because, I like, look at me. I'm attractive as fuck. <laughs> I'm cute. I'm sexy. Like, what are you talking about? So it's still the idea of romanticizing the white lineage that's in the blood with biracials. And, and you guys, I always want to hear someone who's biracial stories, this whole thing about growing up and just not understanding your identity, people making fun of you because you're mixed and saying you're not black enough and this, that, and the third. And, you know, and again, with certain biracials is that you guys hold the key to agreeing with the white supremacy of the world and being on that accord where you can honestly, more so to say, you'll sit up there and side with white supremacy before you ride for your black side and it just works on the flip of a coin. And then, you know, you have people out here, like I said before, with someone like Tanache, who would use that whole struggle panel. And I know this is old, but use that panel struggle to sit here and talk about black people have never accepted me. They made fun of me and this, that, and the third and try to look like look at white people like they're saints. 
And I'm like, oh, okay, so that's what we do now. We're just going to sit here and talk about black people like dogs as if, dogs as if we don't get talked to the mud every day about something. Like, it doesn't change the, the, the formula and the narrative at all. So with biracials, it's just that, you know, what is your, your plan now? You know what I'm saying? Because you'll have the quadroons, you'll have the half half breeds and this, that, and the third. And it's just like, you know, white people look at things like dogs. They, they're, they're so fascinated with trying to crossbreed their lineage and their blood into another nation. That's what they've been known for doing. So when you're a product of that, when you're a product of uh, a black man and a white woman or vice versa, it's just the idea in the back of their head. They're like, yes, yes, we did it. We got another nigger to breed with our white people. And because we at the age where we be more militant and we not playing that shit, this is how we think. And unfortunately, if you are in an interracial relationship, this is the stuff you're going to have to deal with. Because that's what they, this is the reason why, this is merely why black people don't want to be with white people. That's the only reason why. Like, the whole thing is about dominance and control. And us as black people, it's like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. You already spent your time for hundreds of years denying our people and sitting here getting mad at us for being who we are. And now you want to sit us sit here and tell us it's okay for for us to get with your people? Nah, I'm good, blood, because we all know what it's about. So with biracials, it's like you have to do some hardcore thinking. No one is sitting here saying that you should feel ashamed of being mixed. Well, I'm not saying that you should be ashamed of being mixed. I'm not saying there's a shame, but you have to recognize now the situation that you are in and to move forward. Now, if you want to sit here and say that you're not black, you're mixed or you're white, hey, that's you. Just don't don't sit here and come to the cookout with that bullshit. And you sit up there talking about, yo, can I get some fried chicken, some fries? Well, we don't have fries at a cookout. But can I can I come through and you going on some Wakanda wave? But at the same time, you're rolling around with your friend Becky and talking about black men are so gross. I don't want to date black men. I want to be with a white man and all this other stuff. And I'm just like, yo, shorty, like then you just say that you have black. You proud of being half black, right? So what are you talking about? Don't try to be on some kind of wave and play for our team, but you don't want to be on our team. You want to sit up there and go with the white dude. Go over there then. You know you mix race, mama. It's different when you are a black woman and you choose to date a white man than if you're mixed. And the same thing that applies to black women or black men. Don't go around here talking about you care for black people and you sit up there dating outside your race. That's the only thing that I'm saying. Don't do this Wakanda wave and you, you acting like a hypocrite. That's all I'm saying. It's the same thing that happens with other nations. Other nations will tell other nations, you are not dating outside your nation. Okay. And they'll be like, fine, I'm cool with it. It don't mean that you got to be racist. It don't mean that you got to be deceptive. It doesn't mean that you have to be rude. You're just like, oh, look, listen, I believe in keeping my race pure. I believe in keeping my race flourishing in this and a third. And it's the same thing with black people. That's all it is. It's the same thing. But because the media loves playing off the anger and the emotions of black people, that's the reason why they go ahead off the accord and put us on a pedestal and say that we're so racist, we're decisive, we're, we're divisive in this, that, and the third. Ain't nothing wrong with segregation. I can still go to your events and be cool, and but at the end of the day, I know I want a black woman. It is what it is. Or if I want to go to a black event, I want, to be, I want my people to be there. I don't want your people to be there. I want to be around my people. There's this energy and these vibes that us as people have around each other that is very undistinguishable. And it, and, it, and it speaks to us. We feel the ancestors. We feel what we do. The unification is real when it comes to our people. So with biracials, it's, it's y'all being put on trial for having white lineage on your blood. 
That's the only thing that I'm saying. And I mean, after that, maybe you'll make the decision on whatever you want to do. But that's the reason why you have these conflicts. And I, I, like I said, I don't feel like I explain it in detail, but I'm always on a, a grip on this show. I'm always like, I got to talk fast because I don't got a lot of time. I got all the time in the world. It's just these episodes be long as hell. And I be, I'm always explaining stuff to y'all. But, you know, I just want to give leave y'all with a lot of information and brain juice so that I can go on and do the research or analyze the world around you. So about ratios, in my book, I don't really have beef with you. But it's just like you have to analyze things because they're so quick on letting you talk about pro-blackness and being for your people in this, that, and a third. But at the same time, it's a contradiction because you're half white. That's all I'm saying. Or you're multi-racial or this, that, and a third. All right. For the grand finale, I'm just going to talk about the identity of being black in America. So to me, I'm the so-called African-American. I had no choice but to be born into America, spelled with three Ks, live my life in America with three Ks, and continuously live my life in America with two K. I mean, three Ks. I don't know what my life entails. I don't know if I'm going to stay in America. I don't know what. Anything is possible. I just lean on my ancestors. Whatever's right is what's right. And my experience of being a so-called African-American, man, is that I've already had a lot of stigmas against me even when, as a, when I was a child. Certain, certain times I would feel like a statistics just because I'm the so-called African-American. Because I'm so um, intellectual or I'm so like, you know, I'm so um, not artistic in my words. But I, why do I always forget words that I'm supposed to say? But, but you know what I mean by the so-called white people I get called um, articulate. And articulate to me or anybody can attribute to this, means another way of saying, oh, you're not like the rest of the Negroes. You're a special kind of Negro. You are able to have conversations that seem mature and productive. And I'm sitting back and I'm like, I'm articulate because I'm smart and because I read and because I speak how I feel and I have an elaborate conversation with you. And it's just like, okay. But then, then I'm around other people, right? I'm around Haitians, I'm around Dominicans, I'm around Puerto Ricans, I'm around um, other, other Africans. Oh yeah, I'm around Africans. And it's like a battlefield where it's just like, oh, the so-called African-American male is lazy. He don't do shit. He don't work. He said he's staying in jail. He, he's this and he's that. And I'm like, that's not true for me. Yo, I'm in school. I'm in college. Yo, my job gives me crap, but I be working my ass off to make sure I'm doing what I'm doing. So how dare you sit here and say those words out your mouth to me? You came from a whole entire another country and you got the nerve to speak on me as a so-called African-American man. I just slapped the living crap out of you. You kidding me? And these are the type of conversations I would have or the things that I would have to go through as a so-called African-American male. And it's just like, how dare you? And... I say this to say this, the identity of the so-called African-American man already had to go through enough struggles being here and just waking up and being born into this reality. When you come from another country, you see what's going on and you look at the people that look alike to you and look similar to you, share the same melanin type of values as you, you just sitting there and sitting here saying like, why are you not taking no opportunities? And this can go for anybody. I see a lot of the so-called African-American man really work their ass off for the man for the Jewish conglomerate, and they get treated like crap. Yeah, hours cut, 
um, a, a pay cut, um, getting fired and this, that, and the third. And they're just like, yo, I'm just trying to provide for my family. And this is what I have to say about the Afro diaspora. I love you guys. I love you. I really do. My whole thing about it is I'm not trying to be divisive when it comes to the Afro diaspora. I am trying to sit here and say there are differences. There's obviously a difference between where I was born. I have two black black parents. My father is black and my mother is black. That's what I know. My father's family comes from the South and so does my mother's family. There's all these theories about maybe I might be half African. I definitely am sure that my family is involved in some months. There is some white blood in my family. Also that my family might have some type of indigenous ancestry and African ancestry. I know that, you know, um, the slave master that my family had comes from the deep south. You understand what I'm saying? It come from, you know, probably around not Alabama, but like Georgia, like the Carolinas or like Florida. I know for sure. But, um, you know, I, I just point out that there are differences between us, not to neglect it. And that merely what the Jewish conglomerate who owns the media tries to do is that they have British people or African people tell the so-called African-American people stories and then be the same ones to speak out on African-American issues. And it's just like, it's not the same thing. You came from a whole entire different country to come to America. And specifically because they know that they gave you more of a chance to build businesses and go to more government funded schools while people like us are stuck going to these public schools and this, that, and third. And for the record, I have never went to a public school. Never, ever, ever, ever went to a public school. I went to Catholic school, parochial school, and independent school all my life. My mom always put me in those schools. You know what I'm saying? Now these days they have charter schools. So it's like, I, I don't know what their curriculum is like. But you know, I mean, obviously sometimes I believe it's on a tax write-off. And they want to have more better educations, more better educations in our, our communities because you know who showed up. Um, but talking about the diaspora and then starting a third, these conversations need to be had. You know, me and so-called African-American you know, I, I remember one time it was this Puerto Rican kid. I think his name was like Freddie. And he was talking to me one day and he's like, yo, I'm black. And this is around the time I got hype off of being pro-black and being Afrocentric because I was watching the Boondocks. And the Boondocks gave me that light to want to love my people more. So he's talking to me one day and he's like, yo, I'm, yo, Blaze, I'm black. And I'm sitting here like, yo, what you talking about? You Puerto Rican, you not black. No, I'm black. Like, they had slaves in my country. Yo, I'm black. And when you look at the Puerto Rican, yes, light skin and all this other stuff, look more mestizo and look more of like, you know, um, Taino, Indian than anything. You understand what I'm saying? Looking at this dude, Freddie, and he's like, oh, I'm black. I'm, I'm black. I'm black. I'm black. I'm like, you're not black. You're Puerto Rican. You're not black. And then it was another dude that was older. He was like a mentor or like a teacher in a program that we both at. And he's like, you know, he's right. And then you know, I was just like, these people is wildin'. But more knowledge that you get, the more times that you start to notice that what's the difference between us between being raped and pillaged by the Portuguese, um, the Dutch, the, 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 the pilgrims, the Puritans, and this, that, and the third, the Spaniards, and this, that, and the third. All of the, the only difference between us is language, the language and the customs. But if you really think about it, the only difference between that is a boat stop. And 
we spend so many times arguing and just being like, oh, you're not black and you're not black, you're not black. And that's why I was having a conversation with someone one day. They was just like, it'd be so weird as you as a Puerto Rican, you go outside and say that you're black. I can go outside and say that I'm a black man. And it even even goes off the looks because then you're just like, you know, you don't look like a black person. Even what I said before with biracials, they sit here and say you're not black enough. But when you see J. Cole go outside and say he's a black man, nobody ever bats an eye. And why is that? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? This is a crazy thing. So when we talk about the Afro diaspora, there's obviously differences. But the beauty in it is we recognize this stuff. And even when I went to uh, a therapy session, well, not a therapy session, but a circling for men, you know, to express ourselves in this that, and third, it was about Haitians. And I'm like, I'm not Haitian. But I have mad love for my Haitian brothers. Naturally, how I feel about it is if we're going to form this brotherhood in this side and the third, we have to recognize what the Jewish conglomerate is doing first. That's true. You have to get your parents. Well, you don't have to get your parents, but you have to unlearn what your parents have taught you about saying the so-called African-American is shit. Because we're not. And even Africans, I got to do the same thing, too. And what I'm saying is, is that we share a similar struggle. We have... Similar cultures, we have similar ideologies and beliefs. So that's the reason I don't discount it. But I don't know this whole thing with the ADOS, which is the, what is it, the American descendant of slaves that they're going out with now. I don't know what the point of it is. I think they want to acknowledge that they, there is the so-called African-American and that our lineage and our whole way of life is being depleted because all these stories of the so-called um, Afro-diaspora they're being heard first and then they're morphing themselves into the black experience. But I'm like, but you still have the so-called African-Americans that exist, which is true, which is true. I don't have an African sounding name. You understand what I'm saying? Because I don't come from Africa, like literally like my, my immediate family, my mother and my father are not African. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like they're so-called African-American. My has an African name. My father just has a regular old name and then he nicknamed himself like a... Yes, this is a weird thing about my father. My father kind of has a nickname, but his nickname is not his nickname. His nickname is like his name. But then it's just like even the, what people call him sounds so old. It sounds like a, a 60s name. You understand what I'm saying? That's my father. But the stories of the so-called African-American is not being told by the so-called African-American. It's being told by Africans. Well, narrated by Africans or being narrate, narrated by like, you know, all these different, like different people of different nations. But I don't discount it. You know what I'm saying? Even when I met someone who's Panamanian, I'm just like, wait, Panamanians? Where y'all from? They were like, oh, Central America. And then I started looking at the women. I'm like, God damn. And then I'm just like, ooh, you know what I'm saying? So I welcome the Afro diaspora. My mere thing about it is, is that you have to recognize that there is a difference between you and I. The so-called African-American story, me being born in this land, I have no choice but to deal with the circumstances I had to be afflicted to. Your family came from another place and came to America and made something of themselves. And that's a beautiful thing. I never discount it at all. But you have to recognize the different things that happened towards me and my people. You feel what I'm saying? Our whole history is stolen. Maybe y'all, back in y'all country, y'all was able to learn about the stuff that the oppressors did to y'all. Unfortunately, we didn't. We've been so deluded with, oh, um, the Great Migration, slavery, and, and this, that, and the third. But it's just like, what about history before that? We think Native Americans are like these, like, 
long-haired, um, red, brown, brownish skin people who practice all this spirituality and this side and the third, but more say the soul. You see these pictures and you just like, well, these Native Americans look just like you and me. So how the hell do they look like today? They look like these, you know what I'm saying? Why do they look like that? And I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because for some odd reason, I just feel like Native Americans and the indigenous is somehow, some way, technically, today's so-called African-American. I just do. I have no idea. It's the weirdest thing to me. And I'm just like, there's just no way. Because it's just like, yes, you have boats of the so-called Africans come from the Horn of Africa due to being the prisoners of war, but being betrayed by the Europeans' tricks and for them to sit here and give up those people in order to go on boats and all these tradings happen. Now, there's a conspiracy in that. And just the fact, no matter that, you know, those so-called Africans lied and they sat up there and portrayed the people and then sent them out on boats to sit here and do manual labor for free. A whole different story to that. Hebrew Israelites will tell you it came out the the Bible. I'm just flood, I'm just in the air, man. It's whatever it is. You feel what I'm saying? I, I don't say that anybody is wrong. I don't say that anybody is right. You know, also about our, our way of living, the way we come from, you know, about you have people out here who talk about Egypt and the Egyptologists. And I'm like, that's just one part in time. They started doing dealings with the Mesopotamians and then started doing dealings with the Grecos and the Romans. A bunch of gay ass people. You feel what I'm saying? But even with the Greeks and the Romans, the origins in the Greek and the Romans would be your so-called black people. Because you had the Moors, you had the Maroons. We were scattered all around the world. We are the original people. When you look at the Aboriginals in Australia, the Tasmanian Devils, and how the fact, no matter how you have, um, you know, that cartoon, that uh, I can't say the Tasmanian Devil, but I forgot, you know what I'm talking about. You know, the one that, 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 that looks like a coyote or whatever. And... That originates from the Aboriginals because the Australians that was on that land, they had war with the, the, the original people that was there and killed most of them on there by the 1960s. By that point, there was only a little, a little population left of the Tasmanian people that was living on that land, which was the original Australians. So when you think about this, the Afro diaspora, us coming together as a people, I want us to come together. I don't feel like division is needed right now. There needs to be a respect tolerance level, though, on recognizing that there is a difference between the so-called African-American and Jamaican Haitians, whatever have you. The experiences is similar, but it's not the same. You understand what I'm saying? The culture is different. It's similar, but it's not the same. Like when I go to the Labor Day parade, I know what to do because uh, because this is just the tradition. I know what to do. But nigga, I can't wave any island flags because I'm not from the island. I wish there was a flag for the Bronx because I could go ahead and wave the Bronx flag and be like, yo, I'm from the Bronx because I was born in the Bronx. You feel what I'm saying? So what flag do, what can I use? I can only use the red, green, and black flag because that's, I guess, synonymous with the so-called African-American. But it's just the, the plight of just this is what you have. But then we have more cultures that's represented under that flag. You understand? So... And it's also about culture. I love the fact about it that the Caribbean people have their own culture. I love it. I love the fact about that Africans, different groups in Africa have their own culture. So-called African-American, we Americans, we have cultures too. We have a culture. We do. 
We really do, though. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you know, a very, you know, it's Americanized. So with American, with, with American culture, it's just so hard put because it's like, what is it really? You understand what I'm saying? But we have traditions. You know, we have a cookout. That's a type of culture. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, you know, doing an electric slide every year is a culture. You know, cookout, the block parties, this, that, and third. These are traditions. This is, these are the type of cultures that we have in our culture from the hood. So there is cultures that the so-called African American have, and yes, we should we should we should dawn on it. I did, I think it's beautiful, so much in the Afro diaspora. When I look at places in Brooklyn, Queens, Harlem, like One Sixteenth has Africans. Like that whole strip of One Sixteenth is mainly to the Africans. But when you go to the East Side, you got the Mexicans, you got the Puerto Ricans, that Spanish Harlem, East Harlem is the Dominicans, Spanish people. West side of Harlem, you got the Dominicans. You know what I'm saying? Hamilton Heights and stuff like that. You got the Spanish people over there. And then when you go further, you go into Washington Heights where the Dominicans is at. Beautiful. We have our own little sections and those whole entire things. I think it's a beautiful thing. You understand? Brooklyn, you have Panamanians in one section. You know, Flatbush. Probably known for the Caribbeans out there. The Jamaicans, Haitians, whatever you want to call it. Flatbush. Bed-Stuy. Primarily known for probably so-called African-Americans. And then you know, East New York and the rest of them, you know what I mean? It's a beautiful thing, you feel me? So, with that being said, when I'm talking about the Afro diaspora, I just want you to be aware that there are differences. It doesn't mean that we have to be divisive and be like, well, we doing our own thing as a so-called African-Americans. You Haitians do your own thing, and Dominicans, you do your own thing, and this, that, and the third. But having a conversation about the cultural differences and how we can unite together is a great thing that I like to see. And I want us to come together. I love everybody that's in the Afro diaspora. But even with that, even my dating choices, if you see me with someone who's Puerto Rican and Dominican, and they don't look like they don't got that melanin, they look more closely related to the European type of set of beauty, would you then sit here and call me a hypocrite and say that they are not a part of the Afro diaspora? They are not Afro diasporic enough to be considered black. Smoking mirrors. You understand what I'm saying? And I... I see this because I'm just like, when I look at a Puerto Rican woman, if I'm naturally attracted to her, I'm naturally attracted to her. But does she have to look more blackish for me to date her? Or could I just date her off the whim that she's a part of the Afro diaspora? Questions. Brazilians, the same thing. If I see a Brazilian, could I, you know what I mean? Because they're a part of the Afro diaspora. But how far did we go? And these are very important questions because how do you determine what is a part of the Afro diaspora and what is not. What are we determining as black? Because like I said before, Puerto Rican can't go outside and say that he's a black man, but I can go outside and say that I'm a black man. You understand, family? So with that being said, it's just some thoughts for your mind. Let's continue having these conversations. Let's continue coming together. Let's continue having these brotherhoods. Let's continue having these sisterhoods. And more specifically, if I do find the event that says, I think it's called Reconnecting the Diaspora. I've seen it on Instagram. Once I find it on my story, I'll put it up and then, you know, you guys can sign up on Eventbrite. I think the tickets are getting more expensive, though, because it's coming t towards the event. So they are, you know, the tickets is running out and so many people want to be there. But, you know, it's important we have these conversations in order for us to unify and do something against the destruction that's happened towards the people around the world. You know, the descendants of the indigenous, the Indians, and the Moors. <laughs> That's basically it. And our, our bloodline being diluted by the Europeans. So, yeah.